Business Tech Weekly Podcast, episode number 48. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Business Tech Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Andy Traub. We're here each and every week to give you the latest and greatest of the tools and technology, at least even bringing you updates into what's new with some of the technology that we've talked about in the past that's even gotten cooler since then. Andy, I will tell you what, I am excited about all the new things happening over there at Dropbox. They are making uh, a great service greater all the time. It is one of those things that you look at and go, man, I wish I would have thought of that because <laughs> they, uh, it is just such a unique service and I, I don't know what competition they have. Actually, we'll talk about that a little bit. They do have a little bit of competition, but I just they do it so elegantly and simply. And it, their tagline could be, it just works. It just works. Because it, it, it does. In fact, it does. Uh, I, I would tell you that there were several uh, companies that did what Dropbox is doing before Dropbox did it. Uh, mm. and, and one of the ones that I used to use a lot was called, um, it was called Tubes. <laughs> tubes mm. and it was tube i think it was tubesnow.com i wonder if there's anything there uh, yeah and it was made by adesso that was the company and it says okay. the, the adesso platform is a tool that can be used to rapidly build and deploy data collection so basically they shut down tubes now but uh it was uh, let's look under their applications for adesso and see what they actually have now power uh, yeah they're doing a bunch of other stuff now but they gave up on their tubes so they t- they tied the tubes, if you will. <laughs> I was waiting. You know, I was like, "Come on, there's got to be something you could jump on there, brother." All right. So anyway, so, they they yeah. shut it down. They were ahead of their time, to be honest with you. But they yeah. didn't do it as well. They did not deploy it as well as Dropbox because, like yeah. you said, it does. It just works. Right, right out of the gate, Dropbox. You know, and, and we'll talk. We have some other things to talk about before that we get to that. But you know, the focus of our conversation is going to be on Dropbox, and I think the reason that it gets such a great adoption rate, because you know, you, you and I both sign up for a lot of services, or lo- at least look into a lot of different services. But frankly, from from the time you log in, it, they just make it work. It just everything works in the background. It's also integrated and just simple, uh, because it should be. You know, but that's uh, it can be really complicated, but they've made it very simple. So we'll talk about Dropbox as a service today and, you know, lots of tips and tricks, some fundamental basic stuff about it so people can just understand it more, but also some more advanced things you can do to really make the service, you know, like like a lot of things we talk about on Business Tech Weekly, make the, the service will allow you to be more productive and profitable. And um, and that's what we want to help you do. Very cool. All right, yeah. so, so you say you got some other things you want to talk about first. What do you got? Well, the first is, and do you read actual books that are made of paper anymore, Cliff? Are you? Uh, do they still make those? 
They do. They do. No. Um, I, the answer to your less. question is no. No. Okay. No. All right. Well, uh, and my next question is, if I can gift you this book, I will. But it's The Art of Nonconformity. Have mm-hmm. you heard about it? Uh, I have never heard of it. Chris Gillibow, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. And uh, he has a, a phenomenal blog. And he uh, sort of broke into the scene with Seth Godin linked to uh, a document he made called something like how to my plan for world domination or something to that effect. And it's gotten over a hundred thousand downloads and he's just, he's a, a world traveler. That's, that's one of his things. He has a real passion for his travel. And he wrote this book called the art of nonconformity. And essentially it's uh it's sort of linchpin. Uh, it's sort of uh, for our work week, but it, it's, it it gets into so many different areas of being a solopreneur. He talks about that he'll you know he'll he'll never be able to work for someone again, and how he basically creates the lifestyle that he wants to live. And it really, I think, for a lot of people that want to be self-employed, if I wasn't self-employed and I read that book and I wanted to be self-employed, boy, that would either make me completely miserable or kick me in the butt. To, to go get it done because he's just a really inspirational guy. He's, he's living it, making it happen. And the book helps you really understand the mind of an entrepreneur and the mind of someone who wants to be self-employed. And, you know, it's not the reason I didn't like four hour work week a lot, like a lot cliff was I felt like it was sort of, um, how to work as little as possible and make a lot of money, Yes, you know, which is admirable on some levels, but not on all, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, with the art of nonconformity, the reason I like this book is it really was he wanted he he wants to travel and so he he conforms his work around that work is not the center of his life, you know, it, it's but he also says I love my work, you know like why would I want to retire and I and I thought about you and I thought about Kevin Miller and Dan Miller and all these other people that we know that you know we are really trying to live a nonconformist life, so you know it's it's been I read it in two days, which I haven't done with a book in a long, long time, and it's given me just so much material for blog posts, and and it inspired me to to make some changes in my business, frankly. And so I'm I'm very uh, it's only ten bucks at Amazon now, so uh, you know it's it, it's just uh, really it's one of the most impactful books I've read, um, you know, in my life as an entrepreneur. So I was gonna. So I already sent one off to Kevin. <laughs> I was going to send you one if I could, but uh, man, it's just, it's just a phenomenal book. You know, it's a quick read, easy read. And, uh, but a lot of really, really practical, practical information. So check out the art of nonconformity. Um, you know, it's not just for people who are self-employed, but, uh, or, or just, you know, technology based folks, but it really is a, a beautifully written book, I think. Cool. Hey, you don't want to. You want to know something? I'm actually very. I've been on the verge or the edge of buying a Kindle for yeah, the 140, the one for 140. Yeah, yeah. I've been on. I've almost pulled the trigger on that like probably four or five different times now. Yeah. yeah. Have you Have you looked at it? Oh yeah, I had. I mean, I had a Kindle. I know you had a Kindle, but you had a yeah. version too. Yeah. No, I I I would uh, if I was single, I would buy a Kindle. <laughs> but my wife is uh, has enough, you know. She's taught me enough restraint that um, I I think I think a lot of people who have iPads 
should actually own Kindles as well. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I, I just I like my iPad for things more than reading books, and I and I do love the Kindle. I, I love the idea of you know a week or a month's worth of battery, and you know just all those things that make it such a great device. I mean, it's so light, and you know my big beef with the the Kindle I had was the keyboard. If I ever wanted to use it, I have large. I mean, I'm six two. I have pretty long hands and wide hands, and it was still hard. It was sort of pointless to type on that thing. But with the newer one and the new I just man, I I think it's just sexy. Like I love the size of that thing. It just seems perfect. So, what's keeping you from getting it? Well, nothing now because you've talked me into it. I just needed somebody <laughs> to do that. I yeah, I mean I yeah, I think uh, this Christmas I have two gifts I want from you know everyone that knows, and you know, of course our, our our listeners, you know, feel free to add yourselves to my Christmas list. But is a Kindle, the new Kindle, and uh, and I an iPod, the new iPod. Those are the only two items. I'm good on socks and underwear and all that stuff. But uh, you know, those are the only two devices that that. Uh, and if I could only have one, you know, I would probably be the iPod, the new iPod. But yeah, at $140, it's getting to where. And I remember Seth Godin wrote a post about this that you know you, you should be selling Kindles for 50 bucks. And that was a while ago when he said that, and I think it's when they were like three something. But they're absolutely right. They should sell Kindles for 50 or 75 bucks because if it was that, I would have already bought one. Yeah. Uh, and then they just make their money off of books. And I, I don't know what's keeping them from that. I'm, I don't run Amazon, obviously. But, uh, you know, I, I, I love the new price point for the Kindle. I'd like it to be a little lower. If it ever got below 100, I'd snatch it up yesterday. So, yeah, I, I, yeah I'd love for you to get it and let me know. Do you just see yourself reading on that more than the iPad? Yeah, or yeah well, the problem, the only, I, I will tell you, I've had the iPad for a long time now, and I have the Kindle on there, and I have some books on there, and I have a desire to read. But sure. I, I will say the, that the way that I would want to hold it for reading books, it, it, is, not, it's, it is a bit heavy and, it, and it's a little yeah. bit much on the wrists. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And people are always heavy. You're whining about It's like, you know, it, it is heavy. You, if you hold something in your hand for a while, whether it's an iPhone, I mean, iPhones can get heavy after a while. <laughs> That's just an iPhone, you know. So, yeah, I mean, you can prop it up, this and that. But, yeah, I... I you know, it's so funny, Cliff. Like, people want to make an iPad versus a Kindle conversation. I just don't think it's a worthy conversation. Wait a second. How much you is know? how much is Amazon Prime for the year? 80 bucks. Oh, it's 80 bucks for the year. Yeah. Okay. Free so. free if you're a college student, actually. But it, it, so, but that's 80 bucks, and that's next day shipping? Next day shipping is $4 on each item. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm just going to do this then. I got a, basically, I have some gifts, gift cards that came in. And so I have accumulated some gift cards. And yeah. with, with it being here tomorrow, the total cost is $140 for the Kindle. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because you have Cause the I, I, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 The two day shipping's free uh, if you're an Amazon Prime member. Uh, two day shipping's free. And you can also, as we mentioned before, you can use that account to send items to other people. So, Cliff. You could send a Kindle to me. Uh huh. You could seven thirteen South Euclid um, five seven one zero four. You could send that to me, uh, and I would get here tomorrow if you were an Amazon Prime member. Nice. <laughs> just well, just my, for instance, my, hypothetically speaking, my Kindle will be here tomorrow. December thirteenth. It's my birthday. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> I said my Kindle will be here tomorrow. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was trying to tell you my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> December thirteenth. I heard you. All right. Did you write it down? I, I, Andrea, are you still in the chat room? <laughs> assistant, where's his assistant? She's out. Dang it. I'll email her. 
<laughs> I'm writing it in my show notes. December 13th. Go. Great. Yeah, enjoy your Kindle. I I, uh, I like where they're going with it. I think it was too big. and But those commercials are so dumb. Have you seen the newest one? Nope. The guy's trying to read in the sun. He's sitting next to this pretty girl and... She's, you know, sitting there and he goes, how are he's reading an iPad or trying to read an iPad in the sun? And he goes, how are you reading that? Like, how does it work? It's like, duh, it's a Kindle. But yeah, I, I've actually had my iPad overheat before in the sun, Cliff. It was pretty funny. You know what? It, I, I just had that for the very first time. It happened. Really? Stephanie and I were out to lunch at Chipotle and I had it inside of my convertible bookcase and we were yeah. out in the sun and I had to turn, you know, the brightness up real high so that I could see it. And yeah. uh, I guess the just all things put together, just it says uh, your iPad is too hot. To, yeah. to it's too hot to handle. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I didn't notice how hot it was. It didn't feel hot, but the black rim around it just sucks in the sun. And I, I was same thing. I was sitting in the sun, and I could read it in the sun at the right angle. But but yeah, you don't notice that it's getting warm. Yeah. But uh, internally, it was it was hurting. So I no iPad and sun. But I yeah, I don't you know I don't. <laughs> You know, I'm in South Dakota, friends. I'm not reading in the sun a lot. You know, <laughs> I'm not in the sun a lot, period. <laughs> so, yeah. But all you beachgoers, yeah, go get yourself a Kindle. Well, there you go. I tell you, I got to quit doing shows with you and Chris Biting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Cliff, that might hurt your Plus membership, and we don't want that. So, <laughs> okay, well, I'm sure I've paid for a Kindle or two with your Plus memberships you've added. So. I, th- I think you have. All right, December 13th. So let's go to the next item. <laughs> I got it down, man. I got it oh, okay. down. All right, good. I'm just <laughs> sure. Anyway, hey, I got some good news, man, in my business. Tell me about I it. I saw your video. Gonna... All right, did you see my video? I saw. I watched your video. Thanks, big dog. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people think I'm nuts or maybe I'm reading too many books or something. But after reading, you know, Lynchpin and uh, and The Art of Nonconformity, and frankly, you know, I'm an adult. I can make these decisions. I made uh, my tutorials that had been selling well. I, I made them free. So if you go to andytraub.com slash free, you can see the video. Or actually, I think that's a link right to the, I don't know if that's a link to the video or the link right to the tutorials. But anyway, there's a button on my website that said free stuff. And you click on that and you can get some free stuff. But I had been charging for these tutorials. And I just decided it was literally heavy on my heart to make them free. And so for people who already purchased them, I'm offering full refunds, but for anyone who wants these tutorials that I had been charging for, I'm I'm making them free, and I'm doing it because I want more people to have them, uh, and I think that it it will help more people learn about me, and that I'm good at teaching and can help them with their business and their productivity, and that there might be other tools that I could help them learn better, and it feels really good to give stuff away. Like you forget that in business sometimes because a lot of people are trying to, you know, how much can I charge for this or that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the currency of the things you give away a lot of times are links and things like that. But to take something that had a price tag on it that you were making money on and suddenly giving it away, uh, you know, it it's a very freeing feeling. And I can tell you, having done this 24 hours ago, less than 24 hours ago, um, and this maybe isn't a surprise to a lot of people, I've given more away in 24 hours than I sold in a few weeks. And, you know, there's a lot more excitement and more people are tweeting about it and sending it out. And and I've had two direct emails to uh, from people that said, hey, when I watched your video, the first thing I thought was, uh, dang it, I bought it. And then they saw were on my video that I said, and if you want a refund, you can have it. 
and both people said the exact same thing, which is, um, you know, I wanted to ask you for a refund, but then I realized I got what I paid for. Like the value was good enough. And then they both said this cliff, which is awesome. They said, and because you've given me so much other stuff, I wouldn't dare ask for a refund on this. So they sort of felt this indebtedness, not from just the tutorial having enough value, but because of other resources and other things that I've given them uh, over time. And, you know, some of it is personal. And I talk to them and give some advice there, but also just the ongoing way I like to run my business, which is to just give as much as I can and, and charge when I can as well. So and uh, it's great. I loved it so far. Very cool. I got a question for you. So are you ever going to create any tutorials that you do charge for? I don't know. Maybe. All right. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't mind being vulnerable with our listeners and you and, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I have my entire five-year business plan figured out. I'm not. And my business has radically changed in the year and a half that I've been self-employed and I'm okay with that. And I, you know, your business has shaped me, Cliff. Our friendship has shaped my business. Uh, you know, the other people that we, ha that we run with, you know, um, you know, Justin or Dan Miller, you know, all those people shape my business. And this is just another sort of fork in the road for me. And, you know, I'm, I may in the future charge for them. I, you know, I, I love the idea of a passive income, but, you know, I'll, I'll give a little window into, uh, you know, sort of one of the reasons I've done this is there are people that have purchased the tutorial and then hired me for a job that, you know, got me, you know, and granted it wasn't passive income, but someone's purchased a $30 tutorial and hired me for a $2,000 job, you know, and so my thinking is, well, what if I could get those tutorials in more people's hands, you know, would they hire me for more jobs? So right. I'm trying to limit the obstacles to get to see what I do. And Cliff, you've done that through podcasting, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you, you have, you give away value every week to people. And if you do charge for it, it's 10 bucks a month and it's a plus membership. And in addition to that, you get community. So, you know, it, it really, it is a business uh, strategy, but I, I'll tell you most of all, Cliff, I don't know what, it, I don't know where it fits in my business to tutorials and giving things away, but I'll tell you this friend, it feels really good. Yeah. Like just to wake up and go, wow, you know, 30 more people last night downloaded my tutorial and I know that's 30 more people that are going to be blessed by it. And that might sound fluffy and lovey-dovey and, you know, kind of warm and fuzzy. And you know what? Fine. It, I'm, I'm okay with sounding that way because it feels really good to give something of value. And is that a way to run a business? Uh, it's worked for some other people and, and God's provided for my family thus far. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how it turns out. But right now, no, I'm not going to charge for my tutorials. Well, I, I think this is interesting. I mean, obviously, um, I, I, I definitely see this as part being part of, of like for me, I would consider this to be a part of a strategy to give away. And of course, you know, I, it's no stranger. I've given out, you know, 177. I'll be giving out 178th episode of podcastanswerman.com sure. for free. Um, it, literally thousands of other content uh, for free and and stuff like that. So I've I've done a lot of that, and it does help you to to build uh, top of mind awareness of your abilities. I mean, you know, every time I put out something uh, for free, I, there have been plenty of tutorials that I've done for free, and I just release those out. Don't charge anything for them. 
um, and stuff like that. And it does. It, you're right. It leads to sales. It leads to to business. It leads to consulting and all this other stuff. And of course, I I I understand you you are getting their email addresses before they actually gain access. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I am. Yep. So so they're so they're signing up for your mailing list, and you have the opportunity to to be top of mind by sending them a newsletter or to send them mm-hmm. offers to other things that you you sell. The the one thing I would make sure might might not that I would make sure what I would offer to you as advice is to I would avoid I would suggest avoiding stating to anybody that I don't ever plan on charging for anything. I just want to mm-hmm. always give things away for free because there will be some times I think that that you'll I I think maybe down the road you will see some value in this passive income and uh, you you may create. Uh, a big, huge, honking, like series tutorial that people mm-hmm. can purchase from you, and that they will purchase, and that it's going to be beneficial to them, and and uh, over the long haul. I mean, but the but you're, what you're doing doing now will make even the, that even more likely that people will purchase from you in the future because they've seen the quality of the type of work that you do. And therefore, they it's like, well, it, gosh, do I really want to pay, you know, 40 bucks for this? Or in my case, you know, do I really want to pay $100 for Cliff's tutorial? Well, gosh, I've seen what Cliff's done in the past and, and what I've gotten for free. I know it's going to be a, at least as valuable of, as, as that. And heck, yeah, I want that information. So, yeah, I, and I, I completely agree. And I'm going that way in my thinking of, you know, I have to be able to turn the corner at some point if I do want to sell them as a passive income. But even with that, you know, I, I, you know, I love. There's a couple bands that have put out CDs, and they have said, uh, you know, just give us whatever you want for them, you know, uh, and and it's just it's just an interesting model to sort of just put it in people's hands and say, hey, why don't you just donate whatever you want to donate, and and maybe I'll do that. Maybe a month from now, after I've you know given away a lot more, I'll emails everybody on the list and say, I hope you've enjoyed it. If you want to donate so that I can make some more and, you know, keep feeding the family, then that's great. And if not, enjoy it and just please keep telling other people about it. So, you know, I can add a donate button on there if I wanted to. Uh, but frankly, right now, for me, it's it's it, it's about exposure. It's about getting my name out to more people. And, you know, I, I have been strategic in that the first two I made, uh, especially the first one with Gmail, and I did it because... That's what most people use every day. And if I can, as I've gotten responses from people, if I can help them save 45 minutes a day, <laughs> you know, uh, that's, that'll change their life. I mean, that will, you know, and I've had people, um, you know, I've had people say, Andy, you saved me an hour a day doing this. So, you know, that that's something they'll remember you for. So, yeah, I'll have to have to figure out, uh, you know. But again, Cliff, I, I just I'm trying to in my business not try to chart everything out because it ends up being an excuse, you know, to not do anything. And I don't want to be that person. I want to take action. So, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Very cool. Hey, will you put the link to your your thing in the uh, in sure. the chat room? I I left off the dot com there. Anyway, uh, so what else we got? I mean, I, I think that I think that's interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing how that will that you'll go on that path. I, I I think that giving things away for free is the coolest thing. In fact, when I consult with my clients, I I tell them, you know, if you're just now entering the world of new media, 
and uh, podcasting, blogging, and you've got a brand that you want to to establish and stuff like that, I, I tell them, say, you know, hey, if you're looking to make money right away, I'm not your consultant. I'm not. Uh, what I would suggest doing is building some relationships with people. And for the fir- at least for the first year to 18 months, I want you to give away anything and everything you can for free. Just give it, give it, give it, give it, give it. And and just and and don't hold back. I mean, give them everything. And I, and I, and here's and here's what I tell them. And because they'll they'll argue with me. Some of them will argue with me. They'll say, "Well, gosh, I, no, I can't do that because then nobody will ever hire me for my services." And I sit there. I said, you, "I I asked them, I, Andy, let's pretend that's you, right?" Sure. Andy, did you just? Are you going to pay me at the end of the our our one hour consultation today? And you're going to say, hopefully, yes, right? And so, sure. so you're going to pay me an $150 for this hour, right? Mm-hmm. And exactly. And I said, well, I want you to know that anything you're going to ask me today, I want to tell you 98% of it is available in the 177 episodes of podcastanswerman.com that are out there right now. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that you're willing to pay me $150 an hour to answer your questions, even though I've answered them all for free already and it's yeah. like, oh yeah. and i sit there and i say now how did you how did you find me well i was searching <laughs> for you on google the other day and i, I wasn't searching for you I, I was searching for a topic on google and i came across your blog post where you put out that diagram and i found it so useful and it's like yeah and so what happened well i started listening to your podcast and i listened to about 10 15 20 of your podcast and then i decided it's like you're the one i want to hire and i'm like really so all that free content really caused you to actually want to hire me and pay me money. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. You probably should just charge for everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, it's like, so yeah, it, 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 it's definitely. It is, uh, it's very countercultural. It's, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, I mean, I, I work with people and their margin is a quarter or 50 cents, you know, and I just, I don't want to live in that world. You know, I want to frankly work with less people at a bigger margin or have passive income. And, you know, uh, that's happening. But I think you build that. And I think that you need to build into your work uh, generosity. And you I know, you need to, you know, and that's that's what I'm trying to do. That's why I'm making the switch. And, and I, I think I think you're right to do this at this time, because I still think I mean, you just launched your business when uh, last May. Yeah. So, I mean, you're still you're still within that 18th. 18 month period of time i sure yeah I, I i heck yeah you should be matter of fact you should be doing in my opinion you should be doing some free webinars you know maybe maybe like at the first and third saturday of the month you you, you launch a a one-hour webinar where on on a certain topic and you record it and just release all that stuff out for free you will find yourself building so much and and then when you do have some other stuff, it's like you spend a you spend a bunch of time putting something together, super high quality, blow and 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 so packed with so much value that there's just no way that they could have ever expected to get that much value out of it. And then boom, you put it out there for sale and say, hey, this is all what all's included, and here's a sample of it. You know, mm-hmm. you you guys, I I you know I I plan on continuing to give a lot of stuff away for free, but man, this is something that I've put together that I, this is, this is one of my income generators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing I've done in that same vein is I'll say, I've got a three hour block on Friday and I'll do free cons- 
consulting to sign up for a 30-minute block. And so people can call and we talk for 30 minutes about their business. And man, that is fun. And it always fills up. But it's it's fun to just say, hey, I'm going to open it wide open. And, you know, it's like you don't want to put all these things around it. Like if you've been a past client, you know, yada, yada. And I don't. I just say if you want it, you know, go and go and, uh, you know, just pick a time on my schedule. And if it's still open, I'll I'll accept it. And and that has led to some business as well, you know, because sometimes people just need some time to test you out. But Business Stack Weekly has brought me business. And obviously, I don't get paid for that at all. Um, you know, I'm gonna, I don't get paid for a lot of things that I get business from. And, um, you know, I encourage people based on how I felt when I woke up this morning to try to find a way to give more stuff for free. Very cool. Well, yeah. hey, did that, did the, did it, the referral that I gave you yesterday, did that turn into anything? Uh, he was tied up this morning when I talked to him. So we're going to talk actually after the show. Awesome. Uh, this afternoon, we'll see how it goes. I, I'm pr- I, knowing my my past with that person. I just yeah. want, there's I would say there's probably a good 87, 88% chance that that's going to turn into paid work for you. I've never ever heard anyone say 87 or 88% chance. Yeah. That's uh yeah. it's uh that's Cliff. I'm going to remember that the rest of my life. <laughs> you said 87 or 88. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty big on my numbers, my friend. You're unique. You're a unique man. I am I a little it. unique. All right, what it. else is in our show notes? Well, we're going to talk about Dropbox today. And uh, Dropbox service that you and I, I think, have referenced. I don't think we've ever devoted a full show to it. But, you know, Dropbox has so many different ways that you can use it, things you can use it for. And, um, you know, it's just a service that, uh, frankly, if you're not using it, I I think most people, 95% of people should be using Dropbox. Uh, No, Uh, I'd say closer to like 93.4%. Okay. Well, you're a numbers guy, so you know I, I just round up. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so the 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 main reason that people would use Dropbox, just so people understand it, is that it creates a folder on your computer that you can then put items into. You can have that same folder on any other computer and/or device, and it will sync whatever the contents of that folder uh, contain. So. You know, if you are going between two computers a lot, that can be very helpful. A work and a home computer, things like that. Or even like I am in my office, I have, uh, you know, two computers in my office, Mac and PC. And so I can, you know, have one central folder for many of my documents. Now, there's a free version that gives you two gigs. And there's also several paid versions. I'm on the 50 gig one, which I think is $100 a year. So I have a 50 gig folder on my computer that everything I put in there is synced between all the other folders that are located on my other computers. And, you know, two gigs is enough for a lot of people, but there's a lot of tips you could, or tricks you can use to, uh, to utilize Dropbox. So even the free version, which gives you a two gig space of online storage, there's a lot, that's enough room you can do a lot of cool things from. Uh, But if you want to make it like I do to make it your core folder for most of your documents, then it really will change the way you behave. Meaning, I haven't used a USB drive since I don't know when because I don't need them. I use Dropbox, so there's a there's a lot of things, and we'll have some links to their features and such. But we can we can jump right in. Very cool. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed recently, uh, and and I believe it's a brand new feature. Uh, they've always had the ability, like if if I had a folder in my Dropbox and I delete a file. 
I, <laughs> I would be able to go in and un I would be able to see a list of files that used to be in there and I could undelete files. Mm-hmm. But and and correct me if I'm wrong, and or if anybody else wants to correct me if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I believe it's a brand new feature that they've added this thing that's very much like Max or Apple and Max um, Time Machine, so that it actually keeps revisions of your file. So let's just say I go in and I have a a word processing document or a spreadsheet, and I just added um, some new information uh, to that document. And I accidentally went in and wiped out like 14 rows or columns or something like that just on accident. Well, now I can go to the Dropbox website and I can actually see, I can right click on that file and it gives me a a bunch of different versions of different times and dates of what that file looked like at certain periods of time. And so I can actually restore or download that previous version of the file. Yeah, so it's 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 allowing you a you know a, a window to the past of your files, and those files are online. I mean that's the other that's the other component of this. If you go to Dropbox.com and you sign in, you're gonna have access to those files there, as well as obviously on your computer. And then, as you said, not only are they there, the versions of them are there as well. And you know this can really be a great syncing slash backup option for a lot of people. I, I know that I've been in a location before, Cliff, that I needed to get to a file, but I wasn't at my computer. This hasn't happened a lot, but just knowing uh, that it has, and that it could if you use Dropbox, is you can log into Dropbox and you can go get that file. Now, a lot of people would say, well, why don't you use Google Docs for that? Well, because Google Docs isn't going to save you know, and sync my iTunes music folder, which you could do with Dropbox. You know, A lot of people have iTunes music on two computers. And if you put it in your Dropbox folder, if you didn't have a lot of music or you want to do the paid version, obviously, then you could put it in a Dropbox. And if that's your shared folder for all your music, you could have that on multiple computers and have your iTunes always synced. That's just one example of you know having you know multiple points of uh, multiple computers have the same point of access that I that I think can change the way you behave and what you do. Uh, with your with your with your files on your computer, but but Google Docs has limitations. You know you you know you can't um, you can't you don't have unlimited file types and file sizes there. So it really is a different. It's like the Kindle iPad conversation. Google Docs does some things that Dropbox does, but it doesn't do everything. Yeah, the the thing that I see comparing um, Dropbox to would be just backup services, and 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 for what I th- think it's most valuable for. Uh, mm-hmm. Although the the syncing is really cool. Now another feature I don't think it's there yet. Tell me if I'm wrong on this one, uh, but I think it's coming soon. Is selective syncing? Hmm. Have you heard about that? I don't believe that? that's there. No, you can uh, you can have it you can what do you call it, throttle it back so what what happens and just i want to make sure that we're not assuming folks understand this but let's just say i have a laptop and i have dropbox installed and all my stuff syncing but then i go offline i go and i work on a document inside that but i'm offline when i plug my computer back online dropbox will look at those files and it will selectively sync in this way it'll sync only the part of the document that's been changed so it'll sync faster but uh, it'll only it'll it'll do that once I get back online, so I can work on my documents offline, and it'll sync when I get back online. But by selectively sync, what are you what are you thinking of specifically? Cliff? Okay, Th- this is this is what I'm thinking. When I say selectively syncing, okay, 
Le- right now, I'm using the free the free version of Dropbox. Are you, do you have a paid account with them? I do. Okay, well, I, I don't. So then I don't mind telling people, if you want to check out Dropbox, go to gspn.tv slash Dropbox. And for every person that signs up after using that link, I get an extra 0.25 gigabytes. That's right. So for every four people, I get a free gigabyte of storage up to, right. and I think they just increased that to 10 gigs. Or yes, they went from five to ten gigs. Exactly. So yeah, I've got my IndieTribe.com slash Dropbox, whatever. But you know, now it's like fifty-two point five gigs instead of fifty, so it's not that uh, right monumental. And but, so, but so, yeah, and then you can, and like Cliff was saying, for everyone you refer, you get a little bit more storage up to ten more gigs. So you can actually have twelve gigs of information for free, exactly. or storage for free, which is pretty sweet. Yep. And the, the here's the thing. I, I'm looking here. Uh, they're nineteen ninety five, nineteen ninety nine a month for a hundred gigs, which is that's a that's a good, fair amount of of data, and I think it'd be worthy of of using if you wanted to to use this more frequently. But here's mm-hmm. my here's my problem right now. I have I I would love to just open up a, a Dropbox folder here and cr- and start saving certain documents in there, up you know to where I'm eventually going to use up to a hundred gigs of that s- space. Mm-hmm. The problem that I run into is that I also want to be able to sync se- selective folders to my Mac Mini and maybe another computer that's upstairs, and and so I want to be able to install Dropbox on those using my same account. Mm-hmm. Not I don't want to have to create another Dropbox account. I want to use my same account, and I want to be able to say, you know what, I want you to back up this folder, this folder. Th- well, actually, I want you to back up all folders, but I don't want you to back up the podcast archives and this right. and this. And the, right. reason, and the reason why is because it would take up 100 gigabytes of space on that hard drive. And what if that hard drive, let's, my wife's MacBook, you know, uh, it, it's got a 100 gigabyte hard drive. And of course, you know, that right now on that drive probably only has about 20 gigs free. Well, mm-hmm. if I installed Dropbox on there right now it, and, and I had 100 gigs of data in my Dropbox, it would fill up the drive right? and it would right. run out of space. And so mm-hmm. so by selective, what I want to be able to do is I want to be able to install my same account on multiple computers, but I want it to say, listen, sync everything back up to the, to, to the web, to the cloud. That's great. But when I, when I, on this computer, I don't want, to, I don't want you to br- sync and download all of these files into this computer. Gotcha. And that's not available yet on Dropbox, unless I'm mistaken. No, I don't think it is. I mean, it, it certainly has a lot of other, you know, for instance, sharing folders is amazingly simple. I, I use this in my business for projects, you know, not using the 37 Signals products as much as I did before. You know, you can right-click on a folder in a Dropbox and just go to Dropbox and then share. And it'll open up the Dropbox uh, online, dropbox.com, and open your account. And then you can, by email, invite someone to share a folder with you. So, you know, they'll click on that. It'll download the folder to their computer. And I've done this with several clients where I'll say, you know, just drop all the contents in that folder. And the reason that's easier sometimes than Google Docs is, one, if you've got more than one kind of file type. But, two, some people just aren't used to the, the interface of Google Documents. So, you know, let's just say they're a Microsoft, you know, addict like a lot of people are, and they go, oh, all my stuff's in Word and Excel, then they can just drop it in that folder. But it's so funny, Cliff, because even with the simplicity of that, some people just kind of, they just have a hard time getting their heads around it. Yeah. So I was like, you know, everything you, see, you put in that folder, I can see and vice versa. And they're like, well, 
So are they on my computer? Are they on the internet? Are they on your computer? Yes. And the answer is yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I, I have found that sharing folders for that kind of stuff, uh, you know, whether you have a co-host that's long distance with, uh, you know, a podcast, you need to share files that way. You know, the you know, funny thing is we, we've never, I don't think we've ever shared a folder back and forth with each other. No, because we've used Google Docs and now we use Carbon Fin. We use the, what's the, yeah, the outliner. outliner. Uh, because that's our, that's our need. But, you know, I think there's some people, uh, you know, like John was in the chat room was saying that, you know, this has literally changed businesses, you know, the way that they move things around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you had an ongoing client that was consistently getting you artwork or this or that, then you just can have a shared folder. And uh, you can also be notified, uh, you know, via pop-up on your screen when there's been changes or additions to the folder. So it, it really it really is very seamless in the background. And, and if you do ongoing client work where you're, you know, I just don't email attachments much anymore, there really isn't a need for that. Right. The other, the other one issue that I have with Dropbox, and I haven't found the best way of doing this, is um, you know, I like to use it to deliver fl- files to my clients. But here's the situation. Let's just say, Andy, you're my client, and I've just recorded an hour-long audio session of our, re- our consulting call. And I, Which went great, by the way. Exactly. You yeah. were all too happy to pay me my, my <laughs> hourly fee. Checks in the mail. Yeah. Exactly. And so basically, after I'm done, I've got this MP3 file, and I, I share a folder with you, and I just drop that recording into your fo- into your into the box into the folder. Yep. Now, yep. if you take that if you take that file and move it out of the folder onto your desktop, it removes yep. that file out of my folder. Mm-hmm. Now, I do have the ability to go up and re-download it again, but now I have that I don't have my copy of that full file immediately available to me right so right. what I do is I actually have another I have a, a a folder system such that I take the recording that I did of our call and I have a, a folder called client files and then inside that file is a folder is, is a folder with your name on it and then I put the, that recording there and then I make a duplicate copy of that share a folder with you on Dropbox and then I put a, sh- a copy of that file. Now I've got right. two copies. So now I desire for you <laughs> to please take that file out of the folder once it gets over there. And it's like, ah. Right, because that's taking up more space on your hard drive. It, well, now, it, I know, no, 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 it's not, this hard drive doesn't matter. I've got a two terabyte hard drive here. But the problem is, is that I, I'm, I'm currently, I don't want to upgrade to the 50 gigabyte plan because I'll blow away all my other hard drives. Because I've got a two terabyte drive here, but I don't have fifty gigabytes free on my other computers that I'm, I'm doing. So, uh, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yes. So I'm I'm running into some some issues there, and I see that see that one of my clients just removed one of the files uh, from he had just left uh, from the folder. I guess he had gotten his file and stuff. So it was funny as we were talking. Nice. But yeah, that, so there are some things with Dropbox. It, it, there, you know, there are some logistics of of things that can be crazy. And uh, what I've learned and what I've decided to do in most cases is I'll share a folder with you, and then I'll put the file in there. And once I know that the file's uploaded, I will go in and remove myself. After I know that you've accepted the folder, I will go in a couple days later and I'll remove myself from that folder i'll i'll just say hey gotcha. i i don't want to be a part of this shared folder anymore and it should still be on your drive mm-hmm. right so you were sharing the folder and you just stepped away from the folder 
uh, versus you know deleting. So one thing that has is the the ability for you to delete. Um, and I'm trying to look into this real quick. Um, is you can delete the folder the the file from their computer, but I don't know how that's any different than deleting it. it said, because in the features of Dropbox, under dropbox.com slash features, it says uh, under file sharing, control who has who is able to access shared files, including the ability to kick people out and remove the shared files from their computers. Oh. And I'm just thinking, how do you take away a shared file? Uh, I mean, obviously, you just delete it out of the Dropbox. If you delete it out of the Dropbox, it will delete it off of their computer if right. if they have not moved it out of the Dropbox. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you're not really you can't really reach into their computer and go no. get that specific file. No. You can only out. reach into that folder on their computer. Right. right. Yeah. Anyway. Um yeah, we're getting some nuances of Dropbox here. But you know, <laughs> let, let me let me share a couple of tricks that people might not know about that sure. you could do. The first one I think is the mobile implications of this is that you know, if you have your a lot of music or certain music within uh, your Dropbox, you can listen to that on mobile devices, uh, you know, through the Dropbox uh, application. So I can listen to music from my Dropbox, through my iPad, through my Android, things like that. Uh, you can also download, uh, you can view, you can obviously view your documents through these applications. So if you have a PDF document you wanted to read, but you don't want to save it directly on your device, you can read it or Word document or whatever, you can read it through your, your mobile device. Uh, and then you can also, on um, several of them, I know you can do this with the iPad, you can download it to your device so it's available for offline viewing, which is really nice. You know, if you wanted to read something offline while you're you know, on a trip, you're not around a Wi-Fi signal, then you can download it from, from your Dropbox onto your device and, and read it offline, which is very nice. Um, you know, Something I've done is I've primarily turned my Dropbox into my documents folder because mm-hmm. I just don't have that many documents. Um, so, you know, I don't put movies and things like that there. But I I, uh, I made it my main documents folder. So it really one of those things where I don't have to remember anymore, you know, where, you know, is it synced, is it not synced? It, it, it's always synced because I put everything that I would need to get to in my Dropbox. Now, that's because I got the upgraded. I will tell you it's $10 a month for the 50 gigs. But if you get a year, it's like a hundred bucks, so it's like eight thirty instead of ten. But um, I, 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 can't, I don't see myself ever going back to not using it. Um, you know, there's a couple other things I think I mentioned before, which is obviously you can put your iTunes music in there if you, you know, most people have more music than that. But then your iTunes uh, account is always synced between your your computers. And the other, and I try to do this a little bit. I frankly found it more confusing than it was worth is if you have uh, Firefox profiles, you can sync them uh, if you put the main profile folder in your Dropbox. But I'll tell you, in the next version of Firefox, which I previewed for a little bit, they have this built in to where every time you log in, it'll sync all your bookmarks, all your tabs, and all your extensions. So right now, all of my bookmarks are synced by Xmarks. All my passwords are synced by LastPass, which is my extension I use for my my uh, passwords but your extensions aren't so your your browsers might look different but i know in the next version of firefox they have this syncing available where everything should look the same on on both your on no matter what um, computer you're on for firefox um 
I think that's that's built in. But you you can go through. I, frankly, I just found it more trouble than it was worth. Right. Uh, given the fact that I have those other ones. But you know, there's some other s- simple things. I saw this from the first time today. I, I'm always encourage people to go to Gmail. Well, some people just don't, won't, can't, whatever. But if your core folder that you save all of your email to and all of your other Outlook information, calendar, things like that. Oh, your PSD file or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. You could store that in a Dropbox and then you could use Outlook from multiple computers and it would be, you know, it, it would be synced that way. Right. Uh, you know, I hesitate to give anyone using Outlook more tips, but some of our users might actually use Outlook. So. I'm just so anti-Outlook at this point in my life. But if you have to use it, and some people do, then that's a way that you can use Dropbox to use Outlook on more than one computer and have the changes synced. Bob in our chat room says PST, not D. So PST file. Oh, yeah. That's I right. remember I remember just a little bit from my old uh, days in the insurance agency when we used Outlook. <laughs> yes, I still have to help some people. And thankfully, this week I'm migrating my church from Outlook to... Uh, to gmail so that'll be good yeah he says psd is photoshop just uh oh that's right that's yeah, right document <laughs> I, when he said psd i was like oh yeah that's right because i use photoshop so much but yes <laughs> psd file very so cool that's dropbox hopefully it's uh helps some folks and, and again it's very intuitive they have some good videos on how it works and there's uh, if you google dropbox tips and tricks uh or go to dropbox.com slash features there's lots of options and then what was it gspn.tv slash dropbox is yeah that right, Cliff? yeah gspn.tv slash dropbox and and here's the situation that i think is the most awesome thing is that i really honestly that with the two gigabytes that you get for free uh you can really do a lot with that with mm-hmm. just the two gigabytes and and there's really no cut functionality or features taken away from you uh no no, it, no they, they don't well, I should say, I think there's like a one art, one archiving feature that's not like, I, don't, I think with the paid version, you get unlimited lookbacks versus you only get 30 days of versions. Oh, okay. Like yeah. Um, but, you know, that's a, that's a small one. Very cool. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, folks, if you want, give us a call on our voicemail feedback hotline, 859-795-4067. Again, the phone number, 859 795 Four zero six seven. It's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We look forward to hearing from you. We'll be back again next week. And until then, we encourage you to join the community. December 13th. <laughs> <laughs>